ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our Knowing series, studying in the book of John, and it's that time. Let's jump right into it. All right. So thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have my sister-in-law, Kyla. We have Britt and we have Chris, the drummer, for uh, us with us today. And so um, we'll just be going through the message today. But before we get started, I wanted to say a big congratulations to Britt. Yes. New youth director. <laughs> thank you guys so much. I'm very excited and uh I'm just like ready to start. Like I got like a month left in my other job and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to get over to CP and start yeah. everything over there. So very excited. When um are you gonna be are you gonna start going there on Wednesday nights or not until Yeah, no. So I I know I'm scheduled I'm pretty sure I'm scheduled to preach this Wednesday. Oh and so I'll be there this Wednesday. And then I think we have a couple people leading up to the twenty second, which is when I'll officially that'll be like my first Yay. night like on the job preaching and then going forward it'll be Nice. Wow. You're running the show. You guys are going to be great <laughs> at it. That's yeah. so, so cool. I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for the support. Better, better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Takes I mean, a certain kind of personality. But volunteer, right? You're going to come to our volunteer <laughs> meeting. Absolutely and, not. <laughs> so. Lead worship. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We'll just round it all off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so big congrats to Britt there. And uh, so we're just going to jump straight into the sermon today. So he uh, touched on the uh, Asbury, what's been going on at the University of yeah. Asbury uh, there in Kentucky. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I hadn't heard about it before he mentioned it. Mm. And um, I like did a quick like Google search to see what was going on mm-hmm. and everything. But have you guys heard about that? Or um, kind of bigger question, have you guys ever been involved in a like revival outpouring or have you ever been to one, something like that? Yes. <laughs> so I've heard of both. Um, so I heard, I've heard a lot about um, what's happening at that college, and it's pretty pretty cool. Um, as far as a revival goes, I did go to a Billy Graham revival in downtown Pittsburgh, and that is where I committed my life to Christ. Dang. So I know. It was, was a pretty it big, the Billy Graham? It was the Billy wow. Graham. Yeah, and That's it was cool. Um, my dad will tell the story because he um, – took me down there and he should have been with like the preachers and he felt bad that he was, wasn't with the, the preachers like mm. in the section. And then, uh, his whole opinion changed whenever I raised my hand and wanted to go down to, <laughs> to the grass and accept. Christ. That's so cool. So That's it awesome. was, it was really cool. But. I feel like you saying you committed your life to Christ at a Billy Graham revival is like someone back in the day being like, yeah, Paul converted me. Like, yeah, I know, right? It's like a legend. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, like also absolute shows legend. my age. <laughs> but, yes. Like, yeah, good. Paul so was passing that. through. Anyone and... else been to a revival? You got to beat that one. That one was pretty good. Not necessarily a revival, but the college I went to, Southeastern, we, we would, once a semester, we would do 24-hour prayer where it was just a 24-hour period where the chapel was open at all times with staff doing worship or, or whoever was doing worship scheduled to do worship. And so there was live worship 24 hours. There was a different team that would filter in every hour or whatever. And uh, yeah, you just go in and, and that was awesome. Like there were periods where I was in there for literally like six hours at a time. And that was like, like I said, not necessarily would be labeled a revival, but an outpouring for sure. You walk in that place and the spirit of God was just thick and like, you just didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Like, and that happened pretty much every time they did one of those 24 hour prayers. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Nice. How about you, Chris? No, I have not. I grew up in a traditional Southern Baptist church, so that probably would have scared a lot of the people <laughs> yeah. in the church I grew up in, to be completely honest. Definitely. Um, but I definitely heard stories from uh, lifelong childhood friends growing up about it and how powerful it is. And they say, you, you can't really describe it. I mean, it's it's something supernatural and powerful. And so 
I hope to experience it someday in yeah. that way. Yeah. 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 Just thinking about, yeah, just the, the presence of God. And, you know, when I looked up on like, uh, the internet just to see what this was about, one of the, like the top, like three stories were about that there was like a measles outbreak in, mm. in from this that they like tied it to. And so I was thinking it's like an interesting parallel of the story of how, you know, Jesus heals this man and then all the priests, all the religious leaders want to focus on, oh, he broke the Sabbath. And so like they're, they're <laughs> focusing on something completely different and they want to tie it to this and this is what it was all about. Mm. But it was just, it was interesting to me that, yeah, like the media that they just put that out there and like didn't want to like, you know, explore what exactly what happened here, stories that changed lives and all right. that. They wanted to focus on the fact that there had been a measles outbreak and everything. Yeah, the negative. Yeah. You know, and so, to take away from what truly was actually happening. Yeah. To highlight it. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of COVID d- did that a little bit with us. Like when we look at events or how we go through our lives, I think COVID like made us to just focus through that lens of COVID. Every decision that we made mm. was based on what, you know, what was the, the disease it was doing. Mm, and, right. and so it's an interesting, you know, um, parallel because, you know, when you think about like, am I, the decisions I'm, I'm not making in my life, are they through the lens of something else or are they through the trying to experience God? Are they mm. through the trying to get into that presence of God? Um, right. but yeah, and that's what I was, I was thinking about there when I thought about it, but yeah, no, definitely. And it kind of ties into that, that whole idea about it's, it's not even just about the healing. It's about mm-hmm. the presence of God. Like you said, it's about the actual presence itself and getting into that, tapping into that, worshiping him. It's an, the healing comes. That's just like a, it, that's that, that comes with that. It's a, it's a byproduct of that, that worship and that, that, um, spiritual outpouring. But, mm-hmm. but the point isn't the healing. The he- healing is not the point. The point is being in God's presence and, and worshiping. That's so cool. Yeah. And so uh, what do you guys think are expectations or how we, um, so I missed, hold on. The, so how do our expectations get in the way or hinder God, God's activity in our lives? How do, how do they impact kind of what we think God can do or the way that God can do things? And how does that impact, you know, how we experience God? I think we can see God come through in other people's situations and see the miracles he's doing for someone else. And we say, well, I want that. But it's like, God might want something completely different for you. He may Mm -hmm. want to do something extravagant in in a miracle, but it may not be that same thing. So I think when he was saying that, he's saying, when we look at simply the past things God has done, and we only expect that, it's putting him in a box. It's limiting him to what he can do, because he may want to do something totally different with you. And we kind of miss that if we're focused solely on this one thing that we're trying to attain or this one healing or this one miracle. I liked whenever he was saying, like, uh, like, what are you praying for? Is it really what, mm, you yeah, know, that was what, so what good. are you thinking? Like, what are you actually praying for? And I do that. I'm completely guilty of that. Like, mm. I want something, you know, this is what <laughs> I want. And I don't deviate off of it because I think that that truly is. Like, if I want it so bad, then God must want it really mm. bad for me, too. So just give it to me. Like, what? I don't understand why <laughs> this is not working out for me. Mm-hmm. But um, so it was whatever. It was a good challenge for me, like, to really be a little bit more aware um, of who, what I'm actually putting my trust in. Because I feel like I'm counting on my own thoughts and mm. what my own mind yeah. wants. And um, But what does God want? Mm. So That's Such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, he asked, you know, would you, would you like to get well? And, you know, that's like a big question of it. Cause like, you have to think about that. Like, 
are you ready for that transformation? Are you ready to get rid of all those, you know, things that, you know, are holding you back from true change? Mm. Something I like about that is when he did that, it, when I was listening to the message this morning, that's what struck me is you've heard the story over and over again. But when Jesus walks up to this man who it's so obvious why he's there, but his question to him basically is, do you want to be healed? Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, going back to what you guys were just saying, when it comes to how we perceive God, how we perceive what's supposed to happen, we very often limit it to our own understanding, to this is what I think is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. This, is, though, this is what makes sense to me. And when Jesus walked up to him, the, the question should have been so obvious, but it was really loaded when you think about it. And that's what Jesus does to us so often is he'll walk up to us and ask us a question that when you first hear it, you think, well, duh, this is, this is what question. I want. Exactly. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> but then exactly, exactly like his parables, they're so loaded and deep that you really have to stop and think about what do you really want? He's mm-hmm. trying to get to the heart of the matter of not just what do you say, what do you do through your actions, but where's your heart actually at? I'm um, going back to the Asbury thing. It's, Something that Pastor Tom said this morning is the reason it happened wasn't because of all this fancy stuff, all these fancy lights, because uh, there's anything special necessarily about that setting. He said that there was a hunger for God. Mm. And that's something that it's easy to, to say I have. Well, I, sure, I'm hungry for God. I, I kind of want to get to know him better. But to truly have a hunger in your spirit, um, the more you're around him, the hungry you get. It's like the opposite of of our hunger for food mm. instead of the more we eat, the fuller we get. When you have a hunger for God, the the more you seek him, the hungrier you get and the more you want to be around him and in his presence. Mm. Mm. That's good. good. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when you said that, it, it made me uh, think about the, um, like in my daily life, I, I see people, I'm, you know, going to their homes. I'm usually helping them get around, but I see a lot of people that get focused on their disease that they have or their medical history and, you know, that becomes their identity. So I definitely resonate with that because I've, I've seen so many people get hung up on that because in order to experience the true presence of God, like there is transformation, whatever identity you had before is going to die. And so that having that realization is, you know, when he, he posed that question, it, it was, it was kind of a, a big loaded question. And so, yeah, that's, that's what it made me think of because yeah, people get so hung up on, you know, these diseases, they have every, you know, medical history, you know, date that, that you can get into. And, and yeah, G- Jesus coming in and say, do you want to be healed? Do you want to change? Do you want your whole identity, who you are to, to change? Uh, yeah, very powerful. But um, so the next thing um, I wanted to ask is, so Jesus was accused of breaking the Sabbath. What are your thoughts on, on that? And um how do you guys feel about keeping or not keeping the Sabbath? Well, <laughs> the Sabbath is <laughs> obviously a tough question. <laughs> well, it's, mm-hmm. I love how Jesus, well, first of all, they asked him, they, they talk about him breaking the Sabbath. And I love that he said, well, my father's not still working. So, so am I <laughs> like, that was saying like, uh, if he's working, I'm working. But the Sabbath is a, is a interesting one because it, it talks about uh, the Sabbath being made, for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so you think, you know, what, what rejuvenates us? What, so it does kind of become in our minds kind of a selfish thing. It's like, what do I want to do with the Sabbath? But at the same time, it is a time that we're supposed to be kind of resting, but also re, I think, replacing our, our thoughts and our, our mind on the right thing. So, so like Pastor Tom said, he went even further. It's not just rest. It's also worship. It's rest and worship to, to kind of re, what's the word? Realign our minds the right way. So this, it really is a tricky question because it's like, 
what's the balance there of, of rest and worship or, or rest and, and doing what Jesus did, which is, which is still doing these things to bring people to God in Christ. Cause you, we don't want to stop doing that. We don't want to put that aside on the Sabbath. We still want to share the gospel and, and do what we're called to do. So yeah, it is an interesting, it's an, it's an interesting dichotomy to, uh, to kind of navigate. And it's mm-hmm. easy to get caught up in like the day, to, you know, on, on a Sunday, there's, you know, a million things mm-hmm. that, you know, it's your one day, like, you know, to do fun stuff. And like, yeah. are you going to go do, like he was saying, the boating and the, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, I was joking. I, you know, my daughter has a soccer game today. And I'm like, ooh, that's an easy way to get out of it. Like, should I like have this conviction <laughs> about real, it suddenly today? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been trying to get out of the soccer game. <laughs> but but um, now it is tricky. That's it's so hard. Funny. Just, I mean, I'm somebody that's like, go, 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 go um, to really take a moment and just really, really rest mm. um, is a big challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say a piece of that that really stuck out to me this morning too, as, as Pastor Dom kept talking about it, um, to your point, Britt, it's not about, um, it's not about always just resting as in sleeping or sitting on the couch. Right. It's about taking time to be in the presence of God. Um, mm-hmm. Cause that's something I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm guilty of is to your point, um, I've, you know, I've got two young kids and Sunday's a day where we can go do a lot of stuff and have activities. And it's easy to be like um, all the Pharisees in the old day to get so stuck up in it's either 100% one way or 100% the other. You either pass or fail. I think a lot of it is your heart and your intent of Mm. I am making an actual intentional effort on whatever day is Sabbath for me, which, you know, for a lot of people is Sundays of even if I have a few little things that I can't get out of because my work has scheduled me a shift today or my kid does have a sporting event or there's something I have to do today. It's just trying to take as much as you can of a day mm. and setting time aside to be in the presence of God to actually take some time, some some of it yourself, some of it perhaps with your family to just be open to spend time with God and in his presence, mm, to good. be listening mm. to him, to be praying, to be worshiping and actually just stopping everything the best you can as much as you can in this crazy life and saying, okay, God, I'm here waiting, listening for you to speak to me. Please tell me what you want me to know. That's good. I like that. that. Yeah, Yeah. I like that too. So you're saying I have to go to the soccer game. It happens. It happens. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I, I think that, yeah, that's like a very applicable, like, you know, thing to plan in your day to know that you're going to focus on, you know, being in the presence of God. You know, I, I think of with, is it something that you have to, you know, plan out for that Sunday or is it something that you incorporate into every day of your life or is there something mm. specific? Is there something special about, you know, the Sabbath? And I'm kind of just asking for myself because right. honestly, I, if I were to lean one way versus the other, I, I would say that I don't really honor the Sabbath very much because right. I, I, you know, I'm always catching up on something on Sunday. It's like right, this, yeah. this is the day to, to, you know, do those projects around the house or catch up on this or, you know, do this other activity that I've been wanting to do. Do this podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But how do you guys think about that? Is there something special about the Sabbath, the day in itself and setting aside like a day, or is it more just applying it throughout your entire life or throughout every day of your life? I think I'd, I'd side with the latter because of, of what Chris said with the heart behind it. It, It's, it's more of uh, that, being more aware of God's presence, being more aware of those moments. I don't know. Now I'm now I'm almost talking myself out of it. I was like, maybe you should not, because it's something you should be doing every day, right? Like that's mm-hmm. just a given. Like you want to be aware of God's presence and, and, yeah. and be in communication with Him every single day. So maybe, maybe it is important to take a day, and maybe it's not the whole day. Maybe you just set a window of of a period of a few hours where it's just I'm not doing anything in this few hours. I'm resting and I'm and I'm just spending time with the Lord. 
I'm going to go with that one now. <laughs> I think it is important. Mind? I did change my mind halfway through my answer. I think it is because obviously we want to be doing that through every, each and every day mm-hmm. of our life. But I do think it, it it's different when you say, okay, this window right here. Because like you said, Eric, it, it is hard to take a full day. Like even yep. for just for example, Sundays, we're doing this for a couple hours in the morning. So we got all taken up our morning. And then Saturdays mm-hmm. would be really my only day for, for openness. And it's like I got stuff. I play football every Saturday morning, which I guess could be restful. I mean, to me, that is restful. It's rejuvenating. But yeah, so I, th- I think it's it's more about that that window of time. You got to take a window of time where you're saying, God, and maybe you're not just sitting in your prayer closet praying. Maybe you maybe it's you're you're doing things in your day. You're 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 rejuvenating yourself. Maybe a facial. Maybe whatever. <laughs> yeah. And in that time, you're you're just being hyper aware of God's presence, what He's speaking to you, and how and what yeah. He's realigning your mind on. Yeah, I, I was thinking of it like, yeah, you don't have to be so legalistic with it. But, exactly. But, yeah, but exactly. aiming at a full day, aiming at something that kind of sounds a little bit crazy in the sense of like, this is a full day where I'm like kind of honoring the Sabbath, like aiming at that, I think could produce a lot of, you know, good in, in your life. And mm. even if you don't, you know, hit it 100% of the right, time, or right, if right, it's right. like you, you f- fall a little short, whatever. But I think there is something special in allotting like a full day. Yes. And so, yeah. But. And I think he mentions it later in in the message when he talks about like you, you become more aware of his presence in the ordinary. So in the day to day, so good. maybe if we focused a little bit more, like we would find God popping up in areas that we maybe didn't recognize before. Mm, like you good. were saying at the, you know, the little league game or when you're creating a presentation or doing a presentations, you, you find God present there. Um, and it takes training and, you know, just like anything else. So maybe if we spent a little bit more time on one day, all of a sudden God would start appearing in other days. Yeah. I find him a lot in my car when I'm frustrated at somebody cutting me off. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's right. like, chill. Uh, like, just why are you acting like that? Wow. Chill out. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't feel that. I'm the most chill guy ever. And then I get behind a steering wheel. Someone cuts me off. I'm like, what? You're so spiritual. I, I don't <laughs> I'm still mad. Instant conviction. Still, right. What are you doing, Britt? <laughs> like, get over it. Oh, dear. Yeah, but um, so we kind of touched on it earlier a little bit, but uh, Tom said that this story isn't necessarily about God's healing. It's more about him and his presence. Mm. And I think sometimes we can get caught in the weeds of, you know, the healing and, you know, he healed one of the men, not, you know, everybody else that was sick there and we can kind of get caught in the weeds with it. But what are your thoughts on on that as far as, um, you know, God only healing one man there? He, um, you know, what are your thoughts on um, just what the story is all about? And Wow. Everybody looked at me. No pressure. No pressure. Um, tough question it again. Is a, it's a very this tough question. This one's tough. I, in my opinion, that's all this is. Um, as I, I was that. listening this morning, um, the way Pastor Tom was presenting it, and I've read the story before, but when you read it again from a fresh perspective, is I noticed that when he asked that question of, do you want to be healed? Automatically, the paraplegic's answers were all the reasons why he couldn't make it to the pool well, I'm here every day, but someone else is always jumping in front of me. I've got no one to bring me down to the pool. He's Mm. focused on all the obstacles of why he can't get to the way he thinks he needs to be healed. And and I know it's always a tough question. This is something that I've always struggled with. I'm sure everybody does is why does God sometimes heal some people and not others? It's Mm. it's something I think sometimes we can't always wrap our our mind and even our hearts around sometime. But when I think of this story specifically, 
I feel like he needed to set that example for everyone to see. This is a guy who I'm sure they said he was plagued, I think, how many years? It was 38 30 or something. Years. Yeah, like it that. was a lot of years. So yeah. I'm sure everyone there knew this guy. <laughs> he was a guy hanging out in the corner. Hey, it's Phil over in the corner. He's been trying to get down there for months, for years. He's been years. here the longest. <laughs> um, and he just can't get down there. You know, we did, it, I don't think it even says how long that the pool was working the way it was. But mm. um, I, I just think that he was the most obvious example that everyone there could have understood. Well, this is a guy who clearly can't make it down. So I'm going to meet you where you're at and heal you right here in a way that you didn't expect. That's cool. And you can see by the way he answered all the questions. Well, this, this, that, he's, his answer again, or his question simply was, do you want to be healed? Not mm-hmm. how, how, it's just, why do you haven't be you? Like how, yeah. yeah, right, right. Do you want to be healed? If you tell me, yes, I'm going to do it for you. I'll find a way mm-hmm. in ways that you won't expect. Right. And that's what I think he does to us quite often. And I know whenever like my kids are 13 and 11, if I see them sick, I'm like, okay, God, I'm waiting for you to heal them real quick. I don't like seeing them sick. Um, but it's amazing how God can work when things don't work the way we expect them to, mm-hmm. that going through the trials and tribulation, he can grow our faith where, yes, he could have easily just healed you in a snap of a finger. Mm. No pain, no heartache, no stress, no fuss, no muss. But mm. quite often he allows us to go through painful things because it can grow our faith Absolutely, in him. So, yeah. so much stronger than if he immediately healed us. Yeah, absolutely. And then on top of that, you've been through something. So you are literally stronger. You've been through something yes. extra and, and grown skills and I would think to to add on to that is when you with this idea of it it's not all about just the healing it's about his presence if you come let's say so let's say someone in the community heard about Asbury and they they wanted to go they're like I have this ailment I'm going to get this healed and then it doesn't happen they might be turned off to the gospel forever after that mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with Anything God did wrong, it has nothing to do with anything anybody at Asbury did wrong. It has everything to do with how they came, their disposition. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't come expecting healing because we're told that, right? We're told to pray fervently, pray faithfully, have faith, and and come expecting. But if it's only centered around that, that's why it has to be centered around his presence. You just want to get some of that presence and be in that presence because when you center around the healing and it doesn't happen for you, it blows the entire thing up for you. Your mind is, well— if God, well, then if he could have healed me and didn't, why would I want to follow that God, right? Mm. And so it just, it completely changes with your perspective. And if you come to just, God, I know you can heal me, but if it's your will, yeah. I just want to come and be a part of your presence. It changes everything. You may not get healed, but you may be experience something else that changes your life forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, one thing that came to me too, like, you know, he lists all these obstacles uh, that he has in front of them. And I, I was thinking for me, you know, that's something that that I do in daily life is, you know, put these obstacles, you know, why I can't, you know, get to the next level. Mm. And, um, you know, is it, you know, wait until my kids get older, wait until, you know, this job it becomes a little less stressful. You know, I'm, I'm working crazy hours and everything. You and know, they all what, make sense, right? They're, exactly. They, they make sense. Mm-hmm. But to go, extend beyond that and just focusing on fixating on God, being mm. in the presence of God rather than fixing fixating on all these different obstacles is kind of the 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 way to do it. And so, yeah, it just made me think of, you know, he had all these obstacles and you can kind of look at it and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, what what excuses am I making to be able to dive into that presence or just be with that presence of God? But yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> any, I any, agree with what all of you have said. Any, she's like, I echo uh, uh, right. everything. Thumbs up. <laughs> any uh, any closing thoughts for any of you? Uh, any uh, big takeaways that you guys had? I mean, for me, definitely is is 
slowing down on the day-to-day, really seeing mm. the presence of God in the everyday um, and everything that I'm doing um, was a good challenge for me because I, you know, can get moving and not not even think about it, not intentionally, just not be really aware how God's using that particular moment to impact me, maybe impact those around me. So, yeah, that was my big takeaway, mm. his presence. Good. Yeah, no, it's a great one. Um, yep, no, mine, I've said it a couple of times, just that that idea of not focusing on that that thing that we set our minds on. Like, it's totally fine to pray for it, but with that either precursor, I guess, post postcursor <laughs> of, of uh, God, your will be done. This is what I'm asking for, but I also know that you have something way better for me. So whatever your will is, it, it, I accept it. Yeah. I'd say one of the biggest takeaways for me is it actually totally different topic, but real quick, makes me think about tithing. When God tells you to give 10%, when you actually give your heart into that, it's like a starting step. Once you do that and your heart's in the right place, you want to start giving more than that. When I think of the example God set of taking one day out of seven to rest and be in his presence, when you actually start to take that first step, which I'm guilty of being very bad about that, today was a spiritual drop kick to my face, basically, <laughs> of like, I, I need to start being intentional about this. Those are the best. <laughs> I guess. And, uh, and the more you do that, I think the more that you're intentional about being taking rest in the presence of God, you're not going to want it just one day of the week. It's going to start bleeding into your every day. You're going to start seeking it more and more. Um, so that was a big challenge for me is, you know, you say you want it every day. You struggle just to find one time of the week that you can just set aside for my presence. So start there and the hunger will grow from there. Yeah, that's great. So good. Yeah. Fixate on God, um, seek his presence and, you know, let that let that fall in place. But I, I just uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Join us next week. Yeah.